You're listening to DraftKings Network. Folks, Mother's Day is around the corner, and let me talk to you about 1-800-Flowers. I can't wait. Every year, it's a tradition. I send stuff to my mother, my mother-in-law, and my wife because they are three amazing moms. They're better than all your moms out there. You think you have good moms? No, I have good moms in my life. I'm just kidding. This was a little harsh. I'm sure you guys all have good moms too. From your mom to the mother of your children and all the moms in between, this Mother's Day, give back to the ones that have given you everything. 1-800-Flowers helps you celebrate all amazing moms from homemade bouquets, sweet treats, gourmet food, and one-of-a-kind gifts ordered easily and delivered fresh. For a limited time, you can save up to 40% off Mother's Day bestsellers at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Order today and save up to 40% at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family-owned from the start, same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB, the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the Dan Lebator Show with the Stugatz Podcast. I want to hear what Lucy and Jessica have to say about the new college football measurement system. I want to hear what Lucy and Jessica have to say about Sarkeesian at Texas getting $10 million a year and a couple of cars and a private plane like a lot of the big coaches have. Are they measuring first downs differently now? You keep saying measurement system. Oh, just how we determine a champion. I don't believe that anybody was better than Georgia last year, but I don't believe Michigan was appreciably better than Alabama last year. Alabama game, was Dano. in one game. Yes, in one game they were. That's right. And Michigan was good in another. But our measurement, our measurement system is flawed in that sport, I think. They keep changing it, making it a little bit better and telling us that that's the best one. And now they've changed it again. I just wanted to go back for a second to what Amin was saying about George Carl and Carmelo Anthony, because this is a dirty pettiness that really is unbecoming a couple of adults, what is happening here, that the two of them, one of whom has been to hell and back, to, to death and back, because George Carl has overcome a ton in his life for him to be yelling still at Carmelo Anthony about the following. This is the backstory. Carmelo Anthony uh, has, says George Carl has always hated him since he arrived in Denver. He arrives in Denver as the big name coach. He arrives, Carmelo's the star. He tells at the first practice, Carmelo, according to the podcast that he does 
with Mero, uh, he, Carmelo says that he called me overrated upon meeting me and that he saw a Detlef Schrempf role for me. Now, Carmelo is a Hall of Famer, and Detlef Schrempf is not. And they keep going back and forth, back and forth. George Carl has wanted to be on that podcast with Mero, is asked to be on the podcast with Mero, and doesn't do himself any favors when he sends out a tweet in, uh, on the birthday of Nikolai Jokic where he says, happy birthday to the greatest champion in Denver history, greatest team player, and, uh. and greatest number 15 in Nuggets history. And Carmelo Anthony has said that they're doing petty things with his number, number 15, even though uh, you can say the best of his career was in Denver, correct? Mm -hmm. It wasn't in New York. Yeah. He was a great player in Denver. I, I went, this is a, a couple of months ago when Lo, uh, Mello first talked about it on, on 7 p.m. in Brooklyn. And I went on Bully Ball with Rachel Nichols and, and DeMarcus Cousins, and we we're talking about was it petty of the Nuggets to give away 15? And I said, absolutely, because you know when a great player has played for your team, you kind of hold that number back. So Jokic came in not as a top five pick, not as this incredibly illustrious kind of great resume guy. He came in as a backup center. Was, Nurkic was their starting center, and Jokic was the backup, and then they tried to play them both at the same time. They, they didn't know. Jokic didn't know he was going to be this great. So the fact that they gave him the number 15, it was an FU. Now, you could say at the exit was also kind of dirty or whatever. But ultimately, like, that's, that wasn't a mistake that they gave Jokic 15. They knew what they were doing. The exit of Mello was dirty? That yes. They, the tra yes, it was dirty. Yep. For months in the news, mm -hmm. Mello endured the stain of when player empowerment goes wrong, where mm -hmm. he was stuck in a purgatory in Denver where he wanted out and they needed to trade pieces and get value for somebody who wanted out, and he had to live with that. Uh, he did very gracefully under he, impossible circumstances. He did, but but he, he caught, as you mentioned, the flack of like, oh, these guys don't want to play, I don't know that crap right so it was an ugly exit and as a result the nuggets i feel like they gave that number out very freely in a way that when in phoenix steve nash got traded to los angeles which was a division rival and all that stuff marching gortat was acquired right around there at the end of that season he asked can i switch my number to 13 because i've always won 13 and uh, Jay Gaspar, who's the, still the equipment manager there, said, absolutely not. Because it's understood, even though, like, Steve's exit, was it great, was it not great? It's like, no, we don't give that number away. Like, that number is going to, it goes from here up there, right? That didn't happen in Denver. So automatically there, Carmelo's walking around with that, right? Like, they gave my number away like that. Now, is Jokic a better player than Carmelo's? I don't think anyone's arguing that. We all, we all know it now. We all accept it now. But at the time, he wasn't and wasn't projected to be that. Is there another story like that in the history of the NBA where a guy comes in and they're like, ah, we're not sure if he's going to be any good, and then he's better than everyone in the entire sport? Oh, he's amazing. I can't believe it. Steve he, Nash. He's better than everyone ever. Yeah, that's pretty. Steve I mean, Nash. But no, no one rises to this level yeah. of, I didn't Curry? think he was going to be any Curry. good. Yeah, Curry. Curry is uh, well, pretty but, good one, yeah. But I mean, okay. Curry, but Curry was a was top a first 10 pick. Round pick. Like, at the same time, he was a top 10 pick. But the first couple of years of Curry was like ankle problems. Is he too small? Yeah. He's not no, no. that good. Too and adorable. Even, and even, even, if, even if he was, nobody was saying this guy's going to be the best or a, a unanimous MVP or any of those things, right? Like no one thought that. They thought he oh, was a pretty good player. 
All right, we've covered the last dance. We got Mello leaving Denver. Pick a side. I mean, no. What's next? Are we going to do like uh, the Chris Paul trade getting rejected? What do you What do you think of that? I mean, we're going to do college football right now. We're going to get Yay. to the Beatles. Let's biopic. do 2016 NBA Finals. That goes. <laughs> what a blown lead. What a Am time. I right? What a time. How about Love Is Blind? The cupcakes. You guys remember the three and one cupcakes? Yeah. Tell me about yesterday's college football news. What was interesting measurement about it? Measurement system. Um, so not a measurement system. I don't know why you keep calling it that. It's I really, was confused, too. Yeah, it's really not related at all. Okay, thank um, you. The, what you mean by measurement system, that's like how they decide teams. Still not even really related to mm-hmm. that, too. They've basically just reformatted the like entire playoff model. So now they have, obviously, they're expanding to 12 teams. Originally, they were going to have like a 6-6 six and six model. And with the Pac-12 dying, they're not able to do that anymore so they've decided that the model for next year is a 5-7 which means the five highest ranked conference champions automatically make it into the playoff and then the seventh highest ranked teams after that will also make the playoff makes perfect sense why would that not be the way that you measure a champion like Uh, i don't understand why that's not a measurement system i i'm saying the way you determine a champion is decided now that we are going to have the playoffs we've always wanted closest closer to the word but with no other with no other context you just said to the audience we want to talk about college football changing their measurement system I, I, to I mean, me that's how they abstract, measure yeah. it's a very abstract definition i think dan and we're we're very literal in the shipping container i Bless honestly you. thought you meant like bcs they brought the bcs back and that's we that's, just love mistakes honestly yeah, yeah and even if it's not a real mistake we just want to pounce yeah it's like you grief eat we mistake eat and there's a lot to eat on this show there is train a, on the there's a, but this wasn't a mistake. Semantics, Dano. <laughs> you guys were fine with how it is we determined a champion last year. Michigan. No. <laughs> no. What the are system? You about? The system? I know I'm not the saying measurements. I'm not saying I'm not saying that <laughs> you support Michigan winning the entire thing, but the way that it was determined, you guys think is fair and equitable, even no. though there's no. cheating involved. Not at all. I, they put 13 people in a room who I don't know if they watch college football or wow. not to decide oh. who this the was, four best yeah. teams are. This like was I, a controversial yeah. Final Four, to say the least. But Bama got in. Like, I, we, didn't we all kind of think they should be in? We don't have to Jim Gray. We don't have to rehash the college football playoff debate. But not with 2016 NBA Finals talk on exactly. Thank you. I mean, my opinion is that there's really no great way to measure the champion in college football. I don't think four teams is a great way. It's a it's a fine way. I think most of the years we got a national champion that most people agree on. I think Michigan was probably the best team in the country this year. Asterix because you know they never had to play Georgia. But She's and like they a cheated. Mean. I'm not hearing an opinion. And they here. cheated. I see I hear lot. fence sitting right now. Uh, my opinion is that like there's no great way. So now we're gonna try twelve, see if that's great. We'll probably get some pretty good games in the in the you know middle rounds of the playoffs. I don't know if every game's going to be great. That was kind of the biggest complaint about the four team playoff is that not every game was great. We had a lot of dud semifinals. So now instead of doing like six or eight, we're just jumping straight into twelve. Now one through twelve will be a much better game. Yeah, than like we well, won't have any duds So like anymore. eight and nine will play each other, and like you know like it's seated. So the the fifth team will play the twelfth team. Ah, the sixth team will play the eleventh team. Style. Yeah, and then the top four teams get buys, and then they all play. You know who the whatever you understand how bracket yeah, works. Top, I don't have top to four teams buy 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 and buy. Bye, yeah. bye 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 bye. No fifth buy because the of the pack five. 
the highest ranked teams outside of that for the first round get to host the first round of the playoffs at home, which I think is super, super cool. So we could have a situation where you have a college football playoff game taking place in South Bend, in Tuscaloosa. In Iowa. Maybe if we dream and we hope and we pray and we sacrifice to the gods, potentially. But the 12 teams is not what we wanted, but I think given the fact that that's just what we're stuck with because that's, you know, they completely ignored six and eight, as just said, this is a pretty good system. It makes up for the fact that the Pac-12 is not really a real conference anymore. It gives chance for group of five schools to compete. I'm happy-ish with it. Twitter seemed to be saying that Notre Dame was a benefactor of this new system. Is that true? Is this good for Notre Dame? I think that this is probably what Notre Dame wanted. In fact, I can probably say like, yes, this is what Notre Dame wanted. I think like a lot of <laughs> a lot of people were saw that Notre Dame would not be eligible for the bye if they were a top four team in the playoff and thought like that would be a bad thing for Notre Dame. But I think this gives them, I mean, Notre Dame's not going to be eligible to win a conference championship because they're not in a conference. The trade-off is, okay, if you're the, a top four team in the country, you'll never get a bye. But if you're five through 12, you're, you have a path to the playoff that you didn't have before. And you don't play during conference championship weekend ever, no matter what. So yeah, you have to play four games in a row in the playoffs, but you're already taking that week off. I think it's actually, I could make, see an argument that this, it's worse for a conference championship losing team because you have now lost your conference championship game. You have to play that 13th game and you don't get a bye in the playoffs. So now you have played all of the games where like the stakes, I think, are a little higher for the conference championship um, because you really, really want that bye, especially if you have to, if you have to play that game and I, you don't get seated in the in the five slot because the five gets the 12 and the 12 possibly is like a G5 conference champion. So maybe, you know, if they're not great that year, that's an easy-ish game, still a playoff game, but you get home field, like Lucy said. So I kind of see an argument that way is a little bit, that might be trickier. Okay, but it doesn't feel like you took a definitive takey side Mm -hmm. and all that matters here. I don't like 12 teams. I've said that for like years. More games with more stakes is not something that anyone's going to have a problem with who loves sports. If I'm just giving them more stakes on these games, more, more is a great solution to everything in football. Just more. James Franklin might have a problem with it. He doesn't like the big game. It's not going to work out well for him. I do think though, Dan, because we we like people said that when they went to a fourteen playoff, like yeah, people complained when the game sucked. <laughs> the games had stakes, and Alabama still blew out Michigan State, and Clemson still blew out Ohio State. Like there were still blowouts, and people were like, "We don't want this game with stakes because it's bad." So yeah, people are still going to complain no matter what. Complain, 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 and then they watched all the games, and the games were great, and Michigan cheated its way to a championship, and it's not disputed somehow because of how they measure the games with. Steaks. Dan, I have an update from the No Bull Tour. Hungry Jack embroiled legal battle with Burger King. <laughs> Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Simply Safe. When you travel, do concerns back home nag you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? That's why I recommend investing in Simply Safe Home Security today for award winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. I've had Simply Safe in my home for many years now. The peace of mind it gives me, especially during the summertime when I'm all over the place, is incredible because I know the things I care about, the things I value back home. 
I can always keep an eye on it using Simply Safe's indoor and outdoor cameras. So do me a favor. Before you head out on your next vacation, make sure to protect your whole home with Simply Safe's variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, plus add sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, no contracts to worry about, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. So right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash DLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Don Lebertard. Look at look at him now. <laughs> Just Jack White doing Elvis and Dewey Cox. Stugats. She hits it out of the but- park. <laughs> Harry Carey is who that is? <laughs> it's Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey. And Elvis what? occasionally. Look out then... now. <laughs> this is the Don Lebatar Show with the Stugats. I want to ask all of you this question as children who have grown up with uh, what modern day sports coverage has been and has seen the proliferation of everything in social media that makes uh, things spread or grow or not, okay? I don't trust any ratings being dispersed by anybody at this point, but all-star viewership for the game that we were all complaining about evidently was up 14%, and they're saying 20% with unique viewers. So they're doing a count of the all-star game was got into the reach of 12 million people. And the thing that I wanted to ask the group as it relates to sports coverage, kind of in line with Chris Cody's general theory that Zion Williamson tearing his Nike shoe isn't ultimately bad for Nike because all publicity is good publicity. When I say to you, the college football arguing that happens is content every year because we don't like the system, and then I say to you, not bad for the sport. And then I tell you, everyone complaining with hysterics about the All-Star game being shitty, not actually bad for the sport. Not in the short term when it comes to garnering the thing that matters today, which how, how do I get your attention? And I get your attention because people are pissed off about something. And having them pissed off is better than having them be indifferent or not watch at all or not care at all. So when I ask you about college football and the all-star game in basketball, when the coverage is loud and negative, is it that bad? Because Michigan won the championship and Jim Harbaugh got a great job because of it. And for all the complaining we did about how they made the choice, Michigan's the champion. Yeah, I don't I don't think there has been that much negative coverage of college football and the playoff. Like people argue about it, but I think that's like baked into the sport and it pretty much has been for like over 100 years. Everyone's going to fight about who the real national championship is and it was Michigan. They are going to have a billion players drafted in the NFL this year. Jim Harbaugh is now one of the highest paid NFL coaches, rightfully so. He did a great job coaching. Are people going to remember the Connor Stallions thing? Yeah, they are. And Michigan kind of caved when the Big 10 called them on it and he took a suspension. So there's a little bit of gray area there in terms of how you remember them as a national championship. But they won the games. They're the national champions. And I think that I, I don't see many arguments that a 12-team playoff is bad for the sport of college football. I think the opposite. There's going to be more games, like you said. I think my concern with it has always been that it's probably pretty bad for the players because we remember in the NFL when they added the 17th game and the players' union did not want it. And once you put the take the toothpaste out of the tube, you're not putting it back in. You're never going to get rid of 
uh, college football playoff games now that we have a, a system with 12 games. And now you're making players who do not have any control over their like, salaries that they don't get paid, over how many games they play in a season, over any of these things that at least you could say NFL players bargain for, although we know that the contracts are not fair. Like There is not a, a power balance in the NFL, despite the fact that there is a union. Now you have college football players many of which are not going to get paid for their performances or for what they do in college football. Now you have to win and play even more games to win something in college football. And I think that that's something that really sucks about the sport. No, that sucks for sure. I think when it comes to like just arguing about how the champion is decided in college football, this is a sport that has 133 teams that have vastly different resources. Like this is the most unequal sport I, I think out there. Obviously, there's going to be some sort of controversy and debate with how do you decide the best team out of 133 teams when you're playing 12 to 14 games a season. Obviously, the 12 team playoff is going to sort of kind of like dissipate that argument a bit. But I think something that we're going to come to find is we already see in this four-team playoff there's usually a pretty big difference between the first best team in the country and the fourth best team in the country that's going to widen the gap when you're going one from 12 because it's such a top heavy sport it's the games that you're trying to avoid in the like we don't want to see a blowout that's still going to continue to happen didn't dan ask about all-star ratings i did <laughs> however you talk about the nba so they, much they today missed, they, missed, they missed college football and i don't blame them for missing college football just like you missed football yesterday you had to you had to, you just you're Post perpetually sadness, yeah. someone who has sad eyes as soon as football ends <laughs> but i i want to go back to what lucy and jess said because to me it's at the core of sort of the ethical conundrum with this sport if i'm arguing on the front end there's never a complaint you're going to hear from anybody who's a football fan about more games except for that one if you want to be human about things, which is they're throwing more bodies <laughs> into the maw. But now it's all professional football. Now, now It's it, not, though. But it's, NIL but it's, doesn't equal professional. But it's paid. Humans, it, doesn't, it doesn't have unions. It doesn't have the same protections or power. They're not employees. I, right, but they're getting paid professional money. It's not the money. ESPN just got gave $7.8 billion for these games, and the players don't get any of that money. The fact that they get money for it, though, makes it ostensibly professional. Does it not? Isn't that the isn't that the, the the definition of an athlete gets paid for play? Not every single athlete gets mm. paid for. Actually, none of them get paid for play technically. But no, because like Lucy said, there's 133 teams, and you can probably make you know the case that most players on the top teams are are getting something. Not every player on every team is getting something, and they're all playing in the same system. They're but all you don't, so you don't think that college football players are now professional when Georgia's quarterback is starting with a Lambo. I think you're making like a distinction that I don't necessarily agree with. I think they ha he had a Lambo anyway. Let's, let's, oh, now now they've got Lambos. Now they're getting cars. Ah, oh, come on, man. Come on, Pollyanna. I'm, I'm just saying they're professional. Why does that make me Pollyanna? They, that, no, that, because that they're, they're always... They're, they've they're being paid... Because I think people say that as a disingenuous way to, like... And I'm not saying that this is what you're doing, but I think people yeah, will say, like, doing. everyone's getting paid now. What's the issue? We don't need to do anything more. Oh, but you know I care about the... Right, I, I'm you not care about the injustice on that. the bodies. I just it. assume that once, that's, once you make it about money, that's what the money's for. That's what the trade is. Like... It, it becomes a more brazen, overt commercial transaction.
I, I can argue on behalf of their humanity all I want, uh, but once the, the consumer wants more games, we're going to trample the bodies. They're not getting paid to play football, though. The, the, this is not a system that we have. The lip tremble, I think, is a little too much. Yeah, yeah. The tear... What are you doing? It's a great visual joke. I was not aware that he could cry on cue. He, Chris Cody has... The tear looks fake. Does it look fake? I don't. It doesn't look fake. It looks to me like he has summoned a couple of. <laughs> it was a great close up. Um, it's a. It is a visual joke while we were talking. So the it is lost entirely. It wasn't visual. He, they, the he's joke? been moaning for like twelve minutes. Yeah, the audio yeah. audience is going to have a different feel of what this is. Yeah. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> oh my god, the audio audience. <laughs> It's visually great. It's visually exceptional. Uh, so forgive me, Jess. I, I want to come back here because I'm not making a semantics argument on this. You're right. There are distinctions between uh, collectively bargained things, uh, union care, health benefits, and being employees. But the way they have changed the grift and the injustice in college football is they've got $7.8 billion of television money. ESPN is going to get, it's not even just ESPN's games. They can sell those games to others, but none of that money for that product, none of it is going to the players. It goes some to the schools, and then the schools spend it in some resources. But you are right that these are not em employees that are cared for in any way by the system, the institution, or the way that it's governed. But it still feels like once you start paying the top, the best schools all have athletes that are making a good amount of money. The, what, the top end of this sport, when the playoff games are being played, the top five schools, those are going to feel like professional players who are out there. I think it's important to note that a lot of these athletes that are making a ton of money, like Caitlin Clark at Iowa is making a crap ton of money, but a good chunk of that, if not most of it, is all coming from brand deals, which isn't going to her playing. Like, I think that college football, you have such giant rosters and like... I'm, the Florida State Georgia game. You think that Florida State quarterback's getting a ton of money? Like he was a third string, fourth string guy. Like there's none of these players aren't making money directly from their school either. It depends state by state. Where it's not, they're not professional athletes. They're just you know getting sponsored. Yeah, and but the I think the other side of the argument is well, they're getting sponsored for being famous, and they're famous because they play the Florida State third uh, string. Quarterback is a great example. He's not famous, hence he's not getting paid. The old linemen, they're not getting paid, even though some of them might be, you know, top ten picks or whatever. The famous glittery guys are the ones who get paid, and that's kind of where it ties into marketing more than it does performance. Yeah, but Caleb Williams is getting paid from a brand, sure. whether he's at Oklahoma or USC. So it's it's I think the like the thing to note is it's not coming directly from the universities. And that's actually not even entirely true anymore, just because it's such a state by state basis that it's just like you can't just come out and say that they're all professional athletes. L let me ask the two of you though, morally conscious human beings, you do say it sucks that they have to play more games, but you will not care one iota less about the college football season or results because that immorality exists at the at the middle of it, right? Not your your morality will be uh, sabotaged by how much you care about the results. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of the sport as much as I think it's a tremendous cluster. Amin's got another update from Australia and the sponsoring of this no bull tour of Luke Longley, Horace Grant, and uh, Scottie Pippen.
Yeah, so let's start by throwing those logos up on the screen so everyone can see. He's so right about this. Burger King and Hungry Jacks, guys, <laughs> same font. So they have no relationship, no business. It's not well, like a, you know, how like McDonald's has its rebranded version. Fazoli's yeah. or whatever, yes. No, they were they were embroiled, as I said at the end of the last segment, they were embroiled in a legal debate. I like that. But use that. Thank you. I mean, that's the same bun. You, they broil the hamburger. Yeah. Yeah, they they should have the an embroiler. Yeah. Well, guys, I have an update. The legal battle has been settled and it's done. That fast? Yeah. When did that happen? In the 90s. Oh. Thank you, Mike Fuentes, for telling me that they were suing each other and not mentioning that that happened in the 90s. Where was he yesterday during that Kid Rock conversation? <laughs> what were the results, <laughs> though? Uh, what, uh, slur, surely Hungry Jacks lost that lawsuit and had to pay a lot of money. Those well, are uh, identical quite, emblems. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite, Dan. Burger King ended up paying Hungry Jacks a lot of money. You know why? Because they bought them. That's right. That's how they settle things. Big boy style. America. USA. Really? USA. 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 Just buy them. You don't understand. Go money at America, Jack. Hey, it's Mike Ryan. I've been watching sports for a long time now. As an adult, a lot has changed. A lot has changed since I turned 21 in the world. But once I was able to enjoy sports with the wonderful taste of Miller Lite, I knew that there was no topping this. I mean, I think back then, instant replay was barely used in other sports outside of football. So when I wanted to complain about referees, I would get all mad, and then I would take a sip of that Miller Lite, cool myself down, take a beat, and realize there are more important things, like the great taste of Miller Lite, less filling, and only 96 calories, the original light beer since 1975. You remember all those old John Madden ads? I still view them on YouTube occasionally. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Dan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Don Lebatard. Offhanded to me and Chris before we started playing, he's like, seems like that Tony guy gets triggered pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> and I I laughed the hardest out loud I've ever laughed in my life. Stugatz. He's triggered pretty easily. That guy. That's, oh, that's so ridiculous. Oh, it's the most incredible thing. No, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. No, People, no, you know what I've realized? No, you People yourself. love putting their athletic insecurities on me. Don't project that shit on me. You suck. Not my problem. Chris Cody leaves a game early. Oh, let's support Chris Cody. Whatever the f*** 
Billy does. Let's support that. Mike Ryan, let's go to Buffalo. All of us go to Buffalo. Like, give me a break. Tony, you totally proved that you weren't at all unhinged. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. This is the Dan Lebatar Show with the Stugat. I mean, as you approach old head status, mm -hmm. and you've seen a number of things over the last couple of years, not necessarily on Oddball, but around here, but also on Oddball, because Charlotte is at least theoretically, mathematically younger than you are. Mm. <laughs> I think she's younger than me in every well, sense. Well, spir spiritually, in some way, she can uh, she can be older. Uh, no, not even spiritually. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> what enough. What are you talking about? Oddball is every day. I've made fun of Charlotte from for some of her old woman sensibilities, uh, regardless. Like she dressed up as Groucho Are you having a spiritually old off with yeah, Charlotte? Yeah, absolutely. And I win every time. The the larger point that I was trying to make is that you are somebody who cares deeply about basketball. You yes. have seen yourself age out in some places generationally where you don't connect with the 20-year-old player necessarily. What just happened at the All-Star game was reacted to very viscerally by people who care about basketball and people who care about that game as mattering back from when Bird and Magic and Michael cared about it. And they expect these players to carry on that legacy respectfully. So I'm asking you without being an emotional old head and as a practical businessman, the damage is what when the NBA is releasing, hey, our ratings were good. So there's a couple of things going on. Number one, you don't have to go to back to Bird and Magic and Jordan. Just today I watched film from 2013 All-Star Game, which was basically a decade ago, of Kobe defending LeBron. And I'm not just talking about, like, getting a hand up. I'm talking about talking, about switching, about picking them up full court. This happened. We, we had this in these kids' lifetime. They grew up watching all-star games that were competitive at some point. Maybe not the whole game, but at some point were competitive defensively. And so I don't know if you know this, Dan. Do you know how many personal fouls happened on Sunday? Weren't there like two, shot, two free throws shot by one team? There were three fouls. That means if you took every foul of every player in that game and gave them just to one guy, he wouldn't even be in foul trouble in the first half of a game. There were... Three block shots, maybe two or three block shots. It, 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 it's not a game. It is literally just people watching other people dribble up and take a shot, and then, okay, now it's my turn. And so, But I'm asking you the, about the, the real so the, damage. The real damage is this, Dan. You know what upfronts are? Do I have to explain yes. what upfronts uh, are to, uh, to just, the audience? It's, it's sales for television uh, projects, what's coming up. The advertisers can know what's coming up. Right, and, and what they do is they have the talent for these different programs – for instance, Mike Golick and Mike Greenberg will show up and let everybody know all the great new things that are going to happen this season as a result of this. And so you should sponsor us, put more money in us, right? All-Star Weekend is a bit like that. It's like upfronts, right? You're telling sponsors, and in this case, we're also telling broadcasters, hey, this is a crown jewel. When Turner pays money for their TV package, it's not like an even amount of money for all the games. There's a certain premium for having playoff games, including one of the conference finals. There's a certain premium for having opening night. There's a certain premium for having MLK Day games for Turner. And there's a huge premium for the All-Star Weekend to have exclusivity on that, that only the celebrity game goes to ESPN. So when we're sitting here on the cusp of another rights deal, which will give us a lot of money, which will fuel the 
BRI, which fuels the salary cap, which fuels what the maximum salaries are. So a very real chain reaction of if this thing turns into a shit weekend every year, the money we get for it goes down, which means the money that goes to the cap goes down, which means the maximum salaries go down, which means you cost yourself money because you were too cool to get a hand up. It's ridiculous. And again, I'm not asking for loose balls and flagrant fouls. I'm just asking for amount of competitive desire that occurred with players that were playing in that game. Do you believe the ratings or not? I, first of all, I don't believe any ratings, as you said earlier, especially now, because they're taking and twisting any which way of people logging and streaming, whatever, as that counts as someone watching. On top of that, even if I were to take it as at least comparable to last year's ratings in terms of the methodology, I would say the return from east to east to west would bring that about. Like people are like, okay, they're going back to normal. And the commissioner spent a whole week telling everyone, hey, it's going to be better this year. It's going to be better this year. Dan, you saw the look on his face. You heard his voice. He looked crestfallen. Dog, that's not. That, that's not someone saying, hey, we did good here today. Well, because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to come out all week and say this year they try and you've never heard such complaints about not trying. The optics, this is the part, though. I really don't think it's about the game. I think it's about how bad these optics are. If you're going to hate the athlete for making a lot of money – it feels disrespectful to you that the greatest of the stars can't do us the courtesy of showing joy about what they do for a living because uh, joy is at the center of why you pay to consume it. So, Dan, there's a couple of things, right? One of them is we're doing a thing here. I don't know if you guys know this. We're selling this thing. We are uh, In all, partnership. We are all actively selling this thing. All of us, right? We're all at the upfront. It's all yes. you stars who are making all this money. But I understand after 15 years of LeBron James and player empowerment, how those guys say, no, man, I don't need to share this with you. I'm a star now, and I don't need to care about the next generation. Um, funny enough, when there was a graph that came out that showed the viewership in the millions from 2012 or 11 down to what we are now. And obviously went from like 10 million all the way down to like four something that we've seen now. I mean, in your opinion, is it the players take the identity of the top dog in the league where Kobe was like, I'm going to buckle down and play defense? And LeBron's been like, nah, I don't really care about this. I don't care about the dunk contest. I don't care about the All-Star game. And people have followed suit with that? I would say, so this is what I would say. Obviously, very few guys are going out there Kobe style, right? That's, that's another level. But LeBron has been one of the better ones to me. Now, Sunday night, minutes restriction, he's 100 years old. We allow him, we give him that grace. Giannis plays hard. Devin Booker plays hard, I think. Damian Lillard plays hard. But at the end of the day, you got guys that clearly don't give a damn. I'm going to name names. Luka Doncic and Anthony Edwards clearly did not care. They told you. Anthony Edwards told you afterwards, like, I'm not going to do this. And so this is the part where part of it is it comes on the league and the Players Association to impress upon them, guys, this is a thing. I'm not saying go get hurt. Um, but also, no one has ever gotten hurt in the history of the All-Star guys game think other than Kobe getting you, his nose bloody. Do you guys think that – I believe that that was Adam Silver's most embarrassing public moment. I've never seen him – I've never seen him feel that negative. But uh, – I've but, never – Dan, forget about embarrassing. I've never seen Adam Silver not be a, 
a beacon of positivity, even when he was kicking Donald Sterling no, but, out the league. No, but you he, say forget embarrassment. What I saw on the leader and commissioner of the league was he was rendered publicly useless by his employees. Like, I thought he was embarrassed to be out in front of people after that game on behalf of the league that he sells. On behalf of the message that he was putting out all weekend long is what it was. The other part of this, though, Dan, that people don't talk about, and I think this is a, a very actionable place. I'm going to put some of this on the coaches. You see, Luke. I thought Doc-, Doc coached a hell of a game. A good I mean, offense, thanks. good system. That was a very, very astute observation by you. I appreciate that. I mean, they won in almost a blowout. It was yeah. his best coach game of the year, I thought. You clearly watch a lot of basketball. I, I really appreciate that about you. Very nice. It's a good question. Good question. It does <laughs> make you feel good when you say that because it's, it's like, oh, I know ball. Yeah. I honestly forgot he was Thanks, doing Doc. a bit. I was like, wow, look at me. That was great. <laughs> see how easy it is it's for him. Oh, my no, God. I love this guy. <laughs> you see how easy it is for him. But, but then, like, the reality is if I'm Chris Finch, and I, I don't want to put him on, on Jumpstreet, but I'm just using his name because he was coaching the West. And I see Luca doing what he's doing. I'm like, Luca, sit down. Book, get in there. You get to watch your rival go out there and play. And if Luca, I don't give a damn how many votes you got. You're getting seven minutes tonight. If coaches start playing the guys who take it seriously and benching the guys, two, one of two things is going to happen. Either these guys are going to be like, well, damn, I, I got to take it seriously too so I can get back in this game. Or you're going to pout and say, I don't want to be an all-star. And in which case, take your ass home. Take your ass home. The most shocking part of the whole night was learning who Chris Finch was. I was like, (laughs) who does he coach, Chris? Uh, Minnesota. I learned that the other night. But before that. We talked about it on Radio Row. You didn't know Jonathan Kaminga. I know. Wow. He'll get to it. We did a whole bit about this. He'll get to it in the playoffs. Chris will get to it in the playoffs. It just started like this week basketball. By the way, the other thing that's going to save this is a glimmer of a hope. I saw it on Friday night during the skills competition of all places where Victor Weminyama and Paolo Bancaro and Anthony Edwards were a team of all number one overall picks competing in skills competition. And Weminyama's like, all right, guys, let's do this. Let's go. And he goes to it, and, he, and, he, and then he's trying. And then Anthony Edwards comes out and shoots left-handed. And Wemby was like, <laughs> what the F are you doing? That's the only thing that's going to change it. It has to happen from within on some level, which is the big dogs. The big dogs come in, and they care. And Victor Weminyama... We're all excited for him, but I think that's the most excited I've ever been because I saw he cared and he was disgusted by that. And until you got more guys who are okay with being vocal, he's a rookie now, he can't be vocal. In a couple of years when he's the, one of the best players, he can be vocal and say, hey, stop doing that in the same way that Kobe did. This feels like a lot of faux outrage. By who? Like outside of Bob Ryan and David Altrich. No, Amin is bothered. Is actually Amin is mad about this. Stephen A is mad about Chris, it. Chris, did you hear anyone, anyone, name one person that you know said, that game was really good? No, but I'm also watching it and it's just, I, I take it for what it is. No, like it's an exhibition your, game. Your opinion is null, though, because you don't actually care very much. You just got done saying, I'll pay attention as soon as football's over. Fair. You don't. Also, Chris. But a lot of people are like me. No, but it's like it's not that big. A, it's it's, it, a, it's it an exhibition game. Like, what do you guys want Chris, from these dudes? Chris, you say that, and I tell you, ten years ago, we got competitiveness, we got guys trying, and we got better ratings. Let someone twist an ankle. You we, guys are gonna totally flip on this. We got better ratings. We got better. Let Wem Benyama go down playing Chris, hard in an All Star game, and everyone's gonna take flip name, their script. Name on a this. guy who got hurt at All Star game, and then that cost him games for the rest of the year, even one game. I don't have an answer for your question. Kobe Bryant broke his nose and was uh, Wade. And I remember that. Yeah, like that's that's the closest. 
Let's look at how they're broadcasting the game because they have the all cast now. Which mm-hmm. side did you watch? Did you watch regular broadcast? Gotta go Barkley the there. I went Barkley, Draymond, and how Taylor do you not Ritz, go man. Barkley and Draymond? I Draymond, felt so bad for Reggie Miller. The, the line of the night, Draymond said, "This is like a, a old school Minnesota game for Carl Anthony Towns." That's great. He's got fifty, and they're down by twenty. Put it on the poll, please. Which one did you watch at Lebetard's show? The regular broadcast or Draymond and Charles? Because Draymond and Charles is cheating a little bit. I do feel like this is how the NBA wins. They have their all-star game, make it not matter, make everyone argue about it because they don't have a game for four more days. This is how they win. I don't think driving, it's... Ba- I, we're I, driving NBA conversation uh, during the break. I Chris Cody, you might be onto something. I don't think it's banned. Uh, how do you make money off of it? We've been in this. You turn it into a party for the younger generation. You turn it into something that is different the from what it's been. Saturday night event was a huge success, Just too, turn with it, Sabrina and man, Steph. You can't tell me Indianapolis did not love having that in their city. You, you can't tell me it's not a jewel. Do you know why, Do you know why Jess, it was a, a great success? Because it was two star players actually trying. Oh, my God. What? Trying? Oh, effort. What madness is this? Well, then why do you need a game? Let's just do that for three days. Stuck out here for my friends over at Simply Safe. When you travel, do concerns back home nag you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? That's why I recommend investing in Simply Safe Home Security today for award-winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. I've had Simply Safe in my home for many years now. The peace of mind it gives me, especially during the summertime when I'm all over the place, is incredible because I know the things I care about, the things I value back home. I can always keep an eye on it using Simply Safe's indoor and outdoor cameras. So do me a favor. Before you head out on your next vacation, make sure to protect your whole home with Simply Safe's variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, plus add sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, no contracts to worry about, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. So right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash dlb there's no safe like simply safe hey it's mike ryan i've been watching sports for a long time now as an adult a lot has changed a lot has changed since i turned 21 in the world but once i was able to enjoy sports with the wonderful taste of miller light i knew that there was no topping this i mean i think back then instant replay was barely used in other sports outside of football So, when I wanted to complain about referees, I would get all mad, and then I would take a sip of that Miller Lite, cool myself down, take a beat, and realize there are more important things, like the great taste of Miller Lite, less filling, and only 96 calories, the original light beer since 1975. You remember all those old John Madden ads? I still view them on YouTube occasionally. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Dan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs in premium regular beer.